backdoor cut. Oh my lord! That's right. You're tuned into backdoor cut. My name is Josh DiMatteo here with dustier than a tumbleweed, Matt Beatty, <laughs> and Boston's very own Jake Eisenberg. Fellas, how are you? How's your weekend been? G'day, mates. How are we? Dusty. Done well. It is Mardi Gras. Yeah, true. Big, big Mardi Gras last night. Sydney, you did the world proud. That's right. Um, Well, there's no NBA on. That's a shame. The All-Star Game's coming up tomorrow, as well as the skills contest and three-point shootout and the dunk contest. A little bit organized on a fly on the whim, but that's okay. It'll be a big fun day anyway. And then games come back on Thursday. Mm Mm-hmm. But we did have a big last few couple of days of games before the before the holiday, if you will. Um, and Utah Jazz fans are getting a little bit salty, fellas. Oh man, they're just having a having a tumultuous year. They can't get an. I I warned them last week, didn't I? You know? <laughs> I warned them. I said, careful what you wish for, Utah. Oh, we're not getting enough attention. We've won 19 out of 20 games. We're the best team in the league. Careful what you wish for, because now, because now everybody's going to be waiting for you to slip up. Any chance, <laughs> any chance that we get, we're going to be coming after you. After the entire team, Mitchell, Gobert, even Conley, who notoriously does not complain about absolutely anything, coming out after what was an amazing game, one of the best games of the year. Um Complaining this is Utah about, versus Philly yeah. for those playing at home. Yep, Utah, Utah versus Philly over time. Philly took it. A um, couple of calls that could have gone either way, like, you know, um, but there was no reason for the, all of the Utah team to come out and talk about how there's a conspiracy against you. You've got the best record <laughs> in the league. What are we talking about? Yeah, but you, you, they, you know those Utah fans. They love to hear all this kind of stuff. There's a conspiracy afoot. Come on, let's get angry. Let's get charged up, dude. Is it, when else? When else are Utah on top of the league? When can they they have all this drama and say whatever they want and get the press up? It's it's you know they're they're just enjoying the circus. Ugh, embarrassing and quintessential. Act like you've been here before, Utah. All right. <laughs> all right, Beatty. I know you've been in the hey, trenches. Yeah, you've been started. trolling through this shit. It's got to put some respect on their name, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's what they keep telling me. Yeah, I I don't know, like it's I, I kind of I think Jake what Jake's thing last week was kind of that's kind of spot on. People want the attention until you have the attention <laughs> and scrutiny, and I mean I think you can take a bit out of this game, and that a bit that a bit is like they're beatable. They're definitely a beatable team, and and they play a, a very modern style. They shoot a lot of threes, but you know. It, you can still counter that if you have the right pieces. And obviously, Joel Embiid is just a, he's having an absolute whale of a season. Jesus Christ. He's putting up MVP numbers. And, and, you know, despite sort of Utah's chops as a defensive team, you know, what, he had 40, 40 and, and 19 rebounds on, on Rudy Gobert, which is, you know, that, that's just insane numbers. So I, I don't know. Like, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting one. I think that I, I really enjoyed that game. I think oh, that that's. Okay. If that's the finals, I don't, you know whether or not that's the case. These are the two one seeds, but if that's the finals, it's, that would be awesome. Yeah, there's there's a few teams now um, in both conferences that 
you could throw to the finals that I think would be awesome. And Utah's definitely put their worked their way into that into that conversation. They they're gonna give themselves a chance to win because of how well they shoot threes. Like they they shoot a lot of them. I don't know how they lost this game making twenty one threes from you know forty eight percent from the three point line. Um, but this they they have such good shooters like knockdown snipers. Joe Ingles has been you know had better stats than Steph Curry from the corners throughout the years. And then Bogdanovich has one of the quickest releases in the league. You know, with the way that he's able to catch it without bringing it down, a la Duncan Robinson style. Um, they could, they're never out of it. Like against that against the Pelicans where they lost last uh, last week as well. Um, they were down big, but then all it takes is a flurry of uh, Jordan Clarkson step backs and a couple mm. of uh, beautiful Spurs ball movement, and and they're back in it because they can get stops as long as as long as they're not playing um, the Embiid's of the world. Gobert yeah. is able to kind of really. Make it difficult. I don't know. Zion kind of has his number as well. Yeah, man. I think the individual matchups. I mean, this is the thing with Gobert. I think Gobert is a, a phenomenal team defender, and he's the reason why Utah have had great defenses in the last few years. He's absolutely the sort of focal point of that. But yeah, if you, I mean, one on one, if you just got a talent on him, like that. I mean, yeah, as you said, Zion and B. These guys, are just they're going to be able to score still. So it's. It's 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 more of a team defense kind of thing, and I mean Utah still. I think net they're still like top five in defense and offense. Mm-hmm. That's why they're top of the league. But I mean, it's it's just one of those matchups where yeah, you can just dump it in down low to Joel. We saw it in overtime; they sort of dumped it in down low to Toby Tobias Harris, and I think he had like uh, Bogdanovich on him or something like that. And it was sort of just he managed to still get his. And it's it, we I think we mentioned before we started recording. It's it's kind of an old school style of basketball. It's a bit sort of 2000s-esque, but um, that's that's their style. I mean, you, you, you mentioned earlier, Jake, the, the contrast in threes that Utah was shot 21 of 44 and Philly had eight of 25. Yeah, crazy. Which is, it's, yeah, it's that discrepancy and yet the fact that they managed to win was um, it sort of belies the sort of modern convention of how you're supposed to play basketball. I don't well, they, they belie it. This, the story of the game for me was that Embiid obviously is unguardable even by the best big defender in the world and Ben Simmons was able to guard Donovan Mitchell, Utah's main threat and pretty much nullified them. His shooting wasn't good at all. And if Philly can do this against elite modern teams that shoot a lot of threes where they can't be guarded and can guard their biggest threat then how are you meant to beat them over seven games? I mean, obviously we know you can beat Philly over seven games. We've been proven that, but (laughs) You know, not with Doc Rivers, am I right? I don't know. It's, fu- it's funny. You watch uh, the Twitter collective of each fan base, and I'm quite locked into the to the Philly uh, Twitter because we've had so many battles over the years. But um, <laughs> they're furious at Doc's um, utilization of the bench and how he basically just runs the bench out there with no ban or no Embiid at times, and it just sucks all the time. And it's exactly what happened with the Clippers and stuff. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see if those issues rear their heads again in the Which playoff. is weird because um, in the instances he does mix in the bench with the starting lineup, it's often to really good effect. Like when for the few-minute bursts that Dwight Howard fills in at centre, he's there rolling, setting screens, throwing down putbacks and you know just being an energiser bunny, effective 
center for those minutes comes off. Maxi might come on, break people down for a bit. Tybal might come on for a specific matchup on the wing or something like that. And it meshes with the first team well. I don't know why he insists on these, I'm going to sub out my starters and put on my bench unit now. Is this something that he's always done, Jake? He used, yeah. I know like you've watched him for years at Celtics. Was that something he used to do yeah, there too? Um, he's notorious for for having weird rotation or just being inflexible. He just kind of like sticks to what he thinks will work and then doesn't change, which is what we saw last year with um, Trez getting destroyed by Jokic in the playoffs with the Clippers. Mm. Um, yeah. What and- did Paul George say? We didn't work on anything in practice. We didn't make any adjustments. Yeah, but fucking, you can't trust a word. Poor George. <laughs> uh, That's like, why I brought it up. Yeah. <laughs> like they, they, they have the personnel to do a Ben and shooters, and then a Joel and shooters. Like, yeah. And then, and then bring them back to start, and then to close games as well. But obviously, it didn't matter here, and it hasn't mattered a lot uh, throughout the season. Their schedule has been pretty soft, and they have one of the easiest schedules so far this season. And their schedule for the second half is a lot tougher. So we will see if uh, MB can hold up over the tough half of the season. I mean, if he keeps flopping from the top of these jumps and landing on his back, he's going to cost himself more games. I know LeBron pushed him um, there, but he does these flops and he falls from such a height and doesn't even try and stay on his feet that he's going to hurt himself. And the Gobert thing was definitely a foul. But he just stops trying to stand, and then he's, he's seven foot one and he's three hundred pounds. Like that's a lot of force to be coming onto the ground. He should really yeah, we were, just stay on his feet. We were talking about this during the week, and like watching the game back and seeing Joel like bump off Gobert and pretty much throw himself at the hardwood. It does make you a bit nervous. Like you're a big dude, man. <laughs> you don't want to like twist something, throwing yourself at the ground, winning a foul, and then you're out for six months, a year, particularly when you're as injury-prone as you are. You know, I I can – obviously, I'm biased, but, you know, I, I love Marcus Smart, a known flopper, you know, Carl Larry, Paul. <laughs> there's just something different about Joel Embiid doing it. You're the biggest guy in the league pretty much. Just go the other direction and force your way – force Gobert. I, like, I'd much prefer to see Gobert fly back into the second row than – him yeah. flail around, you know. Which um, he did. Which he did. If anyone anyone at home saw that highlight of Joel Embiid backing down Rudy Gobert and Gobert pretty much just flailing and falling like, ah! <laughs> it's worth your time. Go look it up. It's also one of those things, though, with Embiid. Like, obviously, since he's just so – he's probably the biggest human in the NBA. Just to, I mean, obviously, Boban, yeah. dude. But, I mean, yeah. Uh, like, like – it's kind of that thing even back in the day with Shaq where it's just – and LeBron, even LeBron gets this where, I mean, he just doesn't get calls sometimes. Dudes mm. would get hit and and they're just so big and strong that they're just not – you know, they have to accentuate it. So that's – I guess that's that's always kind of been the thing with him. It's a, it's a funny comparison. You compare this sort of flopping from from one of the biggest dudes in the league in Embiid compared to like Trey Young and, and these sorts of smaller dudes and it's just like, well – yeah, is is that the same amount of force that's going to move? Like you said, a three hundred pound huge dude yeah. compared to to a five ten, you know, three point shooter. I, I'm I'm much more comfortable 
looking at Trey Young fall down and get back up than I am Joel Embiid. Yeah, yeah with that oh, history, right. yeah, you yeah. yeah. Shoot a shit ton of free throws. I don't, I, yeah. I, honestly, just for his own health, more than anything, I, I don't personally enjoy his, that he does that, but, you know, I can get yeah, over it. Don't want to see him get hurt. Yeah, you know, I, it's, he should want to not fall to the ground so often. Like um, dangerous thing. Um, oh, but quick question. You know, two of maybe the top two defensive player of the year candidates, Rudy Gobert, Ben Simmons. Do either of you have them at the top of your list or someone else right now? I think they're one and two on my list. If you had to vote today? I think if I had to vote today, I'm picking Ben because he just yeah. shut them down. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I just I think it's Ben purely from the aspect that I, I, I love the fact that he can guard essentially one through four, possibly five if it's a small five. Mm-hmm. Typically in a crunch time situation, he'll be put on the best attacker on the other team. And I mean, I just, I get really like, again, we, we, we talked about it, but Embiid dropping 40 and, and getting 19 boards on, on Gobert, like how is that? Like, and I don't mean that in any sort of critical way of Gobert, but like, it's just hard to sort of, it's hard to come to that sort of conclusion that, yeah, this guy's the defensive player of the year. You just had 40 dropped on you. Like, and again, yeah. Joel Embiid very well might win the MVP. So it's, you know, it's, it's if any dude's going to do it on you, it's, it's him. But at the same time, that's, I, I think, a big part of Utah's success defensively has been it's a team effort. They're, they're very, um, I think you touched it as well. They're, they're kind of like the modern Spurs. They're the new Spurs. and Everyone kind of plays their role. They've got a good mix of three and D guys and, and comp- that's complemented by, you know, this center who is just alters shots at the rim. He'll, he'll change the way that sort of guys that are driving and attacking the basket, that he changes the way that they have to, they have to try and do that because he's just, he's so influential, but at the same time, in a one-on-one matchup, it's a handful of guys in the league that will probably be able to do this to him, but it, it's still... I think happen. I can tell you who they are. Embiid, Jokic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're probably right. Yep. AD as well. Um, well, yeah, yeah AD, AD, AD had some big... Yeah, he had a big game against him last season even, didn't he? Yeah, and we've seen All Jokic playoffs, get yeah. abused by the elite guards and wings in the league as well. Harden um, is obviously the, the biggest one. There's the famous clip of... Steph Curry getting Gobert just whew, spun in a circle. Um, I don't know. And people like to say, you know, the, the big man has the biggest impact on your overall defense, which I think is mostly true. But come playoff time, if you don't have a guy, like I think this is going to be Utah's biggest worry, is what do they do with Kawhi? What do they do with LeBron? We just saw Tobias Harris back down yeah. uh, and, and win the game in overtime by just overpowering their wings versus Ben Simmons, who is your number one pick for guarding every single person in the league outside of Embiid. Thankfully, he doesn't have to guard him because he's on his same team. <laughs> but, uh, I, tell you, I think Ben can guard AD because AD is not really a, um, a back you down. He doesn't like, bang down. Like, yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, yeah. Should do, but doesn't. Should do, yeah. And Jokic, I think. I don't think anyone can guard Jokic, including Ben Embiid either. But, you know, that's one guy. So, um, yeah, for me, it's Ben. Uh, I think he's taken it to a whole new level this year. Um, well, rolling into this, we were just talking about Utah and their salty fan base, and they got a few All-Stars picked in the All-Star teams. Before we get into all the lineups and who's going to win and all that jazz and the funny drama, 
How about Donovan and Rudy getting picked last for both teams? And then LeBron's response, nobody used Utah in video games, man. No one likes Utah. Oh, it's just glorious. I just love this whole, <laughs> it's a conspiracy. Everybody's against us. <laughs> this whole market. But we've got the best record in the league. Um, I mean, go bad. Like, who don't need, like, LeBron's team was so stacked. He's got Jokic and Giannis. He doesn't need go bad. Um, Although it was pretty funny, he's like, "I need some size. I need yeah. some size." Surveying the board, <laughs> yeah. went for Sabonis. <laughs> yes, that was glorious because I, I I had already found out the results when I watched the YouTube video later, and so when he was saying that, I was like, "Oh my god, this is the amazing <laughs> troll." Because <laughs> Sabonis isn't that big. No, <laughs> not at all. Yeah, I love it. I, chuck, I think chuck yeah, chuck to him. Yeah. yeah, he's like, you need size. You got seven six. Go bear. You pick six two. Sabonis. <laughs> yeah, Chuck called them out. This is slander. yeah. He's like, wait, yeah, this is slander. <laughs> and it was. Um, I did hear that Donovan Mitchell may have fallen because his team Adidas. More so. Oh, okay. That's an interesting wrinkle. Picked that up from Ben Gulliver. Um, is there no other Adidas? I, I didn't even notice that. Well, I I don't know, but like LeBron and Durant are Nike, I think, right? So yeah, um, yeah. But I mean, what he, he LeBron took Steph with his second pick. Steph's a Under Armour guy. Under so. Armour guy. I know, but I think I, I I don't know. But Steph is different, maybe. I don't know. I think <laughs> yeah. Nike and Adidas have that. Can't right pick Steph like, last. Can't me yet. I and like I don't know. Oh, I think. Lillard is Adidas too. He went. Yeah, Lillard's an Adidas, an Adidas guy. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Maybe that. Maybe it may have factored in. Maybe. Might be a, yeah. But, um, maybe they just hate Utah. Maybe they just hate I Utah. was think. I was thinking of it. One from the point of view, maybe they just hate Utah, and this is their chance to finally be like, I don't care who you, <laughs> you're lost. And two, <laughs> the other thing I was thinking of, maybe this is a bit of a crackpot theory by me, but Utah is. I think top seed in the league right now. They got the best record. Yep. Maybe it's just LeBron and KD sending a message saying, we're also contenders for this ring. We want it too. And we're picking you last. Like, you're not our friend. You're our competition. Yeah. Hey, look, man. That's a very fair uh, conspiracy theory you got yourself there. I reckon people just don't like Gobert. I think that's just yeah. it. He's that good. Um, Donovan Mitchell doesn't even like him. No, come on. Stop with it. They've made up. They've made up. Yeah, I don't know. I think there's the whole thing with Gobert and All-Star, and it's kind of like uh, this is you know, obviously he's a, a limited guy in what he can do on the court and the things that he does, he does them really well, but there are certain things that he just can't do, and it's it, it's probably his skill set is not exactly the highlight reel kind of what we pick an All-Star team about sort of thing. So. It's it's one of those tricky ones where, you know, obviously he deserves a, the recognition and, and all that, but at the same time you can understand why maybe fans aren't leaping out of their seats to to, to pick this guy or vote for this. Donovan's a bit harder. Like Donovan Donovan absolutely is a very skillful basketball player. He can very athletic, can do all that sort of stuff. So that was a, an interesting one. But like I don't know, like I think this whole draft concept is it's 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 been a good wrinkle to the All Star game in the last few years. I've really enjoyed it. Like also another guy that went super late that I was really surprised was Paul George. Paul George he went yeah, late. Yeah. Yep. Like yeah. After both the Jays, Simmons and stuff, um, which really surprised me. 
Uh, I thought he was kind of in that in that cool kids group, but I guess not. No, maybe not. Maybe not. LeBron's never been Paul George's mate. KD doesn't like Paul George. Paul George came in, tried to take his spot on the Thunder, all this kind of stuff. You know, maybe they're just like, forget you, Paul. You're feeble. Yeah, well, they'd be, they'd be accurate in that assessment. Um, his latest set of bricked clutch shots this week <laughs> against the Celtics. Um, but yeah, was, the, um, the latest news in the whole saga, though, is unfortunately Devin Booker's had to pull out injured last minute. Um, and Mike Conley's taking, he's another jazz guy, taking jazz his guy. spot. Uh, fun fact, it's the first time in NBA history a player got picked as an all-star for the first time in his 14th season yeah. or later. Wow. Um, but anyway, yeah, he got picked for Kevin Durant's team, filling in for Devin Booker, and he's in the three-point shootout, filling in for Devin Booker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you got to feel good for the guy. He's deserved it for years now. This is... Finally, enough injuries have happened for him to creep in. It's always stacked. Like if you're going to have, you know, Steph and Harden in the West, you know, you just that that's just throw away the two starting spots, and then there was Dame and Chris Paul. Um, mm. Like what he's what yeah. he's supposed to even do. Dame missed out sometimes. Yeah, missed out yeah. Somehow crazy. Yeah. So, you know, um, it's tricky. Uh, do you want to hear my uh, latest conspiracy theory? That's going to yeah. happen. Yeah, come on. Go for it. Oh, you know how All-Star Weekend, all these guys get together, tampering. This is where KD and Pyle got their little band the together seeds. to leave, leave Boston and Golden State. Well, if you have a look at Team Durant, Jason Tatum starting with childhood best friend Bradley Beal. Yeah, but Jason Tatum wasn't meant to start. KD was meant to start. He oh, got filled in. They're on the same team. They're going to be like, hey, man. Hey, buddy. <laughs> All stars together, eh? Washington, pretty pretty bad, huh? Yeah, and Tatum's going to have I, to get his recruiting hat on here. I, I, I hear what you're saying, but I reckon this one's more natural. I reckon at All Star Weekend itself, or All Star Day, should I say, it's probably just Jason Tatum being like, oh, we're going to come against you in the playoffs, man. We're going to take you down. And Bradley Beal like, yeah, yeah, we'll meet you there, blah, blah, all that shit, you know. What? They're on the same but team. But they're buds. Yeah, yeah, I know. But it's friendly, you know, friendly. Also, I think it would be more like chat. making the playoffs, firstly. Yeah, yeah, there will be some shit like that. And he's like, oh, we'll be there, man. We'll come at you. You know you know how it goes. Uh, and then, then you go. when, when the Wizards inevitably get destroyed in the playoffs, then Brad Beal will be like, hey, Jason, remember that how much fun we had playing together at All Star Weekend? Remember how KD and Kyrie did that last year? Here's Let's do gonna, it, man. It's gonna happen. They're gonna talk about it, and Tatum's gonna say, "Hey, man, if we if we sweep you <laughs> out of the playoffs, you're coming over." And then everybody's yeah, like, deal. "Oh, but, you know, <laughs> Celtics don't have the right trade package. They don't have the right assets to get Jet, to get Bradley Beal. Did the Nets have the right assets to get James Harden? No, it was a disgustingly terrible package. But stars." choose where they go now. If Bradley Beal decides that he wants to come to the Boston Celtics and he's not re-signing anywhere else, we're going to give him Romeo Langford in three seconds and call it a day. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's going to be. Listen, man, I, I hope for your sake it would be awesome to see Bradley Beal in Boston. What do you think about that? What do you think about this theory? I think it's pretty, nah. pretty tight. Um, well, like I, like like I said, I'm, I'm still... I don't like it. I'm, you can see it happening. 
I don't think it's it's that crazy though. Like they're already best friends, as you said. Like they don't need an all star game to be chatting about this kind of thing. And there's going to be highlights of like you know bounce pass alley oop kick out. Oh man, cheeky highlights, NBA top shot moments. And you need on. one of the commentators to accidentally go, and Boston's Bradley, oh, I mean, Wizards, yeah. Bradley Bill. <laughs> friends from, you know, they used to train together. They go, oh, it's all coming together. And now we got the stars, baby. <laughs> it's Bradley. Well, but I've got, speaking of Boston, I've got another question to roll into here. But before we get onto that, we're just looking at the Team LeBron versus Team KD. Who's winning this All-Star game? The teams are so much more even than last year. Like, uh, who was it? Giannis drafted last year, right, for versus LeBron, and he did such a bad job. You had Siakam, <laughs> Kemba, and Trey Young is his starting lineup. Yeah, but Giannis has never been GM before. LeBron's been GM 10 years, and KD's <laughs> getting pretty good at it himself nowadays. LeBron's obviously really good at it. Like, his starting lineup <laughs> yeah, was yeah. <laughs> it's like Giannis, Steph, Luka, Jokic, and LeBron. It's like, oh my god, they have guys that can do everything. It's awesome. I know. Once it, once the whole teams had been announced, I was like, man, LeBron actually knows what he's doing. There's no weakness on that team. They they, they could play, make, defend, shoot, do whatever. Um, what I like about Team Durant, though, I don't know if you remember, but Embiid was kind of dominant last year in. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, he dominates anywhere he goes, right? And you can kind of just dump it into him. Um, but Kawhi was MVP last year. And mm. those two guys on the same team, um, you know, I like I like having two guys that have known all-star performers. Um, what I like about KD's team is that he's got a bunch of guys, not that LeBron doesn't, but KD went out almost, to me it seems, specifically to get guys that can just get a bucket at any moment. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, like Beal, Kyrie, obviously, Harden, Levine, Tatum. They are all like one-on-one. He had Devin Booker as yeah. well, even though he's got injured. But he's got Donovan Mitchell. And there's always a couple year, a couple guys every year where you're like, Nikola Vucevic, all-star. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think um, when they were announcing the teams, Katie was like, I'm going to go, this man's been toiling away in Orlando for eight years. I'm going to go Nikola Vukovic. Oh, actually, I, I, I do have one last question before we move on to my other last question. Okay. Jake, what do you feel about LeBron calling Jalen oh. Brown Mr. Underappreciated? I actually thought that was a backhanded compliment. I didn't like that. Jalen Underappreciated Brown. How is it a backhanded compliment? Yeah, what are you saying? Is he underappreciated? Absolutely, he's underappreciated. All, that, all I, people want to do is talk about Tatum on that team, and Brown is actually yeah, having think, a better season. Like, I don't, I don't. It, this is what I mean. And old mate Jake there is already like, oh, don't talk bad about Tatum. Oh, <laughs> like, <laughs> killing it. What are you talking about? It's no, that's what I mean. He's killing it. He shouldn't be called underappreciated. Call him the man, you know. Bron's, Bron's taken off his GM hat and putting on his Asian hat. Sign that big fella up for fight. <laughs> He's got a lot of hats, LeBron. He's got his acting hat on too. If you saw the Space Jam two yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's almost swung the other way now. We've got too many people saying that Jalen's better than Tatum now, and it's, um, 
Tatum actually gets to carry these lineups with Semi Ojale and Jeff Teague out here. And then Jalen Brown gets to play with like Kemba and the other starters, which are also not very good either. Um, <laughs> but uh, also Jalen's numbers have like created back to earth. A bit, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, um, I, I, I think he's underappreciated, but now he's an all-star. Does that make him not underappreciated now? Like, I don't know. I think he was it's under- such a It was such a Papa, Papa Bron comment to me. My boy, Jalen. I know. It threw me off. Anytime LeBron says stuff, I try and figure out what his angle is. I'm like, you leave my <laughs> home. Yeah, yeah. Don't touch him. Yeah. Unless know. you're coming to Boston. Yeah. Oh, God. That was never happening. Um, okay. But my actual last question, now that we're done with all that all-star stuff yeah, yeah. moving in, we were talking about how you were angling for Bradley Beal. Oh, yeah. Maybe there's a move that can be made today on the cheap. Not mm. quite Bradley Beal impact, but, you know, it could add a new wrinkle. It could give you the team some things. Blake Griffin's been bought out by the Detroit Pistons, and he is available, I assume, on the cheap because he's already getting paid. Yeah. Oh, he, he'll be definitely be going to a contending-type team for the minimum. Like, mm. um, Which is, then- to me, that like he's way better than a minimum deal. Like, you're getting good production for that yeah i mean I, he's definitely um looked washed this year uh at times but is that him just I mean, who knows this could have been the long con because yeah i'm i'm wondering if he's playing a bit of the james harden i'm fat and washed up trade me <laughs> and then he, would, he gets to another team and just switches it back on i would not be surprised literally i mean obviously he had the the knee injury again um, but two years ago, he was third team All NBA, and he was really, really good. And they made the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I, I just think even if, last year he was good. I just think if you can put him as your um, seventh or eighth man, he just plays the four or maybe some and some small ball five. All he has to do is shoot threes. He's become an excellent passer. Um, obviously, do a little bit of playmaking, some passing, some shooting. Um, just brings that veteran knowledge to the game that. I think can help a team, especially like the Celtics. Please, it would be an upgrade. I think. <laughs> yeah, well, the, this is what I, the point I was bringing up yesterday. You can afford him; he's definitely going to help the Celtics. Like, I think they should absolutely go for him. Yeah, I mean, look, if, if he's willing, if he's willing to choose the Celtics as his buyout destination, then I think the Celtics would do it in a heartbeat. But um, I, from the word on the street, is that his number one choice is Brooklyn. And so, well, his best mate DJ is there, and they need another big man. Yeah, so you know, I don't know if that helps their defensive problems, but I, you know, just double down on the offense, more playmaking, <laughs> another shooter, like because now if all you of score one hundred and fifty points, then yeah. what's it matter? You put Blake at the five, like they're playing a lot of Jeff Green at the five or KD at the five. I mean, he's he can definitely step in and play that role. I don't know, Brady, on your nets, what you I it, I don't know, like. I think I agree. I actually agree with everything you've said about Blake, and but at the same time, I just I, it doesn't really move the needle for me at all at this point in his career. I, I do agree. Yeah, he's, there's still a lot of stuff that he can do on a basketball court, and it's 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 probably for me. I struggle to reconcile early young Blake and this sort of athletic phenom, and you know, dunking over dudes left and right to the player that he has had to and credit to him because he's he's absolutely added stuff to his game and, and as you said the, the ability to sort of step it out and shoot threes and and yeah i think he's always had that sort of aspect of passing and being able to sort of be at the top of the key and and, and pick a pass 
Um, he used to be like point guard for the Clippers yeah, when Chris exactly, Paul was yeah. out. Yeah. Um, but it's, I, I just don't know. Like, yeah, I think he's going to help a team. The, the Nets are probably not, the Nets don't need any help on offense. They are absolutely sweet on offense. Uh, I, I mean, I can understand why you'd want, that's his sort of target destination because the Nets are a very good chance of, of going very deep in the playoffs. Um, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, what what other teams do you, do you think? There's any other obvious teams that are, are kind of a good fit, like where I mean, he can the help. Warriors, Portland. Well, yeah, I, I think it needs to be a team that is is uh, is definitely a playoff team, right? I, I mean, the Warriors are sort of on the cusp there in the West. Um, mm-hmm. Portland, I don't. Yeah, Portland's a tricky one. Maybe yeah. with Portland, yeah. Just, just, just. I'm I'm thinking any teams that just need a little bit of an extra push right now because he's cheap like why, anyone can take a flyer why not the lakers yeah yeah like, well the it could be you know that's not ad insurance but hey, it's it's another guy that you can roll out if ad's hurt go, go get bron some help man oh. needs some help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, yeah dude and you get revenge on the clippers potentially yeah for yeah. hanging your banner in the rafters and then trading you to the next afternoon yeah. Like, Would he go back to the Clippers? I no way. Oof, oh, I don't know. Yeah. It's a different different team though now. You remember when he um, was running off the court and Steve Barmer like went to like shake his hand or something and then Blake just yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's, no There's no way Blake yeah. goes to the Clippers. That's, that's uh, but they probably wouldn't take him back anyway, to be honest. They could use him. They could use him, yeah. I think this is the thing. I think he actually kind of fits for a lot of teams. It's, it's unfortunate that he's not like, yeah, obviously, okay, Brooklyn, they would like a defensive he's... dude and he's not a defensive dude, but yeah. As long as he's happy to play like a small role because he has looked pretty washed in his... Not even necessarily small. Like it could be he plays a small role to begin with and works his way back into form because he's clearly not in form right now. But yeah. like he he could be a fourth option, third option on a on a good team. He's still Blake Griffin, as you said, Jay. He was third team All NBA two years ago. I know, but that was that was two years ago, and like his I'm just looking at his three point numbers now. They've dropped off a cliff uh, last mm. year. This year they went from thirty six percent down to twenty four percent and thirty one percent this year. Um, so. I don't know, but, but yeah, he's been at four assists still this year, even in his limited um, game time. Like, he definitely adds... Like, I, th- I love him for the Celtics just because we are having a lot of issues with ball movement uh, this season mm-hmm. with Marcus out. So having someone else that's just a good passer and understands the game at a high level is what we're missing. So Huge, huge playoff experience, even though he's never won anything. Yeah, no, plenty sure. of playoff experience. And I would be almost certain that if he moved to a Boston, for example, his three-point shooting would almost definitely increase than it does on the Pistons, where he's by far and away got the most attention on the team. It's very possible, yeah. Um, yeah, I think yeah the, the James Harden comp, I'm not sure if it's quite the same but i think there's definitely an element to that <laughs> not the same come on let's be real it's dude he played the world <laughs> yeah, but, no, but he also dropped 40 i remember that portland game he's like okay he wanted to like set his value he dropped 45 and 15 assists or whatever yeah. and then just while fat while fat, uh, well you know i throw he's just wearing three fucking t-shirts <laughs> 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 
and then and then stop playing for the next however many weeks. I don't think this is the quite same situation where Blake rocks up and then is MVP candidate. Absolutely not. Yeah, come on. James <laughs> yeah. Harden literally is a lamey. <laughs> I'm staring at my Ladbrokes pending <laughs> pending bet right now, <laughs> licking my lips. Let's go, James. <laughs> Let's go, <beer. laughs> dude. It's a nice little bet you got yourself there. Uh, yeah, especially. All right. Well, fellas, outside of that, I don't think with no games on, there's too much more I got to talk about this week. Was there any closing thoughts for either of you? Oh, not really. There's just rampant speculation about trades now. Like Larry Nance yeah. is apparently getting massive offers, yep. according to the Cavs GM. Um, <laughs> He's a good GM. What about yeah. the is it? What's the Drummond situation? Is there any noise there? I think he, he's just a buyer. No one's trading for that contract. Mm. Um, Oh, they might do. Well, he's oh. definitely on the block, though. Like, oh, yeah. he's been sat for weeks now, just waiting for a move. But, like, yeah, I just, don't, I just don't like the idea of trading for Drummond, giving anything up for him. Well, you would need to give up to match that salary of 20 plus million. Just doesn't seem like a good idea to me. But, yeah, like, that's a buyout, dude, that I think could help some. Again, if he's willing to play the role, he's like Dwight Howard light where he really wants to do all these things, but he sucks at them all. So He's showcased at the Cavs, though. He can do a hell of a lot of things. Like Badly. He's racking up steals, blocks, rebounds. He's shooting he threes. Up, up stats, but it's, they lost the defense. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know. I know. They're still the Cavs, but I'm saying if you picked up that guy who can stuff the stat sheet anywhere and has genuine size and is athletic and could play every game, and you put him on a winning team that plays good basketball – Sure, it won't be a hindrance. See, that would need to be the right spot. Like, if I was the Nets, I would stay the fuck away from him because I wouldn't want to mess up what's going on there. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah, but if somewhere with really solid, like, I don't think Portland really needs him to be honest. Um, mm. Well, Cantor's him. doing the job, dude. I just had a 2020 20 night the other night. <laughs> 23 and 22. Yeah. Like, what is? I did not see the um, <laughs> Thompson offensively at least thing coming to be honest um but he just kills it in portland every every time he's there he just has an awesome time but yeah i know drummond needs to go to the right spot with the right culture otherwise he's going to come in there and try and earn his next contract mm. but yeah, no, I just, all I right well you've been tuned into backdoor cut my name is josh dimatteo here with jake eisenberg and matt Beatty. until next week peace